Hi, I'm Anna Burt and I'm Sue's daughter. Hi, I'm Emily Benito. I'm Trudy's daughter. Though our mums are both dead, the fact doesn't change. We're both adapting to living our lives without our mums and know we are very much not the only ones. We have joined forces to create a podcast in the hope that we can provide what we feel we needed and still need in our grief. The mothership, the mother load. There's no getting around that mother means something big. There are so many different kinds of mother, biological, step, figure, and so many different kinds of grief when they're gone. We're here to do what we can in podcast form, welcoming guests so we can explore our experiences together, where they converge and where they vary, and, hopefully, understand a little more about the nuance and scope of The The Mother mother of All Losses. Anna Maria, how's your grief today, please? Um, You know what? I had a horrible dream last night um, where my mum was in it and she was dying but I wasn't able to access her and um, it made me feel really sad and I woke up and I felt horrible and I feel alright now but god sometimes it just knocks the wind, I felt like the wind had been knocked out of me a bit and I've been feeling like, I've been feeling a bit grievy, like a bit lonely, it's Sundays, Sundays are the day that I want a boyfriend and a mum. you know, just that, like, just a bit of a hair stroke, but to be honest, in general, I'm absolutely fine, um, my garden now looks like the set of Love Island, um, which is giving me a lot of joy, um, and the pubs are open, so, um, so, so, you know, it helps, does it help though, because that's another thing, that with the pubs opening, we've talked quite a lot about coping mechanisms before in the podcast, and I struggle to not, you know, it's hard not to just drink more and get excited and see friends and stuff like that. And I always find that that complicates my mental health so much and also um, blurs the lines between general alcohol sadness and also grief and all of that. And I think it can be really, I have to really, really check myself with my job. I've always had to. Um, and I had to have a little bit of a web with myself yesterday. Like, come on, like, you know, you don't, I can always tell because I drink more when I'm more sad. So I think I am a bit sad at the moment um, because I've been drinking more and I've just wanted that, like, just a little escape. And clearly I'm not, like, wanting to deal with <laughs> how I feel. But I feel, like, better today. The sun's shining. And even though it's Monday, I don't feel too bad. I know. Get us for a Monday. Like, and after some glorious weather, it is grey here as well. So but I think, love, like, first off, like, oh dreams I'd almost say that if it weren't for the presence of our mums what we love that would be what we call in the biz a nightmare (laughs) like it's hard to say that it's a nightmare when we see them but even if it's but when it is something that is born from that trauma and and that little thing yeah like those ones where you can't get to where you need to be like I couldn't get to her and I kept getting lost and it was like there was a lot of weird stuff going on but I just kept getting lost or I couldn't get up or I couldn't wake up do you know what I mean I think yeah um it's frustrating it is a bit of a nightmare it really is and like I've had sleep paralysis before this was before Trude's died but like that is a real yeah just that kind of the finality and the block of it but I'd also say with with uh, with the drink because I definitely have had quite a 
oh, oh, the relationship with the booze. And I've come back to drinking a bit, having been off it for a while. And honestly think like, it's really good that you're checking in with yourself and having a word with yourself. But also like at this point in time, having not had being in the pub and being social and drinking but I know what you mean like if I if I drink more it is always a sign that there's something that I'm not dealing with but of course in the flipping moment it's great particularly if you're in the pub with your friends it's lovely but I've always felt that alcohol is like taking out emotional credit like you will have it all right now but you will pay it back later and if you don't have enough and you're like I'm using air quotes for the benefit of the listener, emotional current account, you just go into debt. That is life-changing. <laughs> You're welcome. Do you like that? Because you Blind are a little mind. You know how to budget, Annabelle. You you do it beautifully. You can you can do it emotionally and energetically as well. But like I I say this as someone who runs up quite the tab in every sense. Like I my first drink, having not had a drink for three months which was piss easy because I didn't have any temptation. It didn't feel like a big personal achievement because it was like, well, I'm just not, I'm just not going to drink at home because all I feel is the hangover rather than the kind of social benefit. And then I managed to like, as soon as I was out in the sunshine with some Pinot Grigio, which I thought I'll put, I'll put a splash of soda in it because that's hydrating. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As it, I did like three months worth of drinking in one sitting. <laughs> And then immediately was like, oh, no, 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 no. So, like, again, there's so many different elements to it, love. And I'm I'm really sorry for the the sadness and the griefiness. And that doesn't, that doesn't, um, as better as it gets, like you say, it can just totally take the wind out of yeah. you. So I feel a bit slightly winded today, but I'm going to do a couple of, like, night. I'm going to just make sure that I chill out a bit this week. And get my hair cut tomorrow. Now, how is your grief, my darling? Because it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken. It is, and it's so funny, Anna. Like, I realise I think I need to get better at asking that question of myself when we're not recording mm-hmm. a series week to week. Um, and that I want to do that for for you. <laughs> for each other even if we're not recording maybe we could do go forward um because my grief today like I am just roused from a nap because I woke up at like half five this morning which I haven't done for a really long time and normally I'm like woohoo let's go um but I just felt knackered because it was I haven't been sleeping brilliantly past couple of days like dreams again truth wasn't in them but still not particularly fun dreams more more on the nightmare scale but it was uh yesterday that I found myself being really like clingy and sort of with with my boyfriend and like reluctant and I was like what why am I behaving like a child why am I being an absolute child and this and it wasn't just a kind of like oh I can't be bothered it was like avoidant and fearful and then as I was doing the washing up in that weird kind of way that you, it just clicks, like the penny actually dropped. And I was like, oh, it's three years today that Truth was diagnosed terminal because it's two days after the first time I ever did stand up. 
and I can and I somehow managed to sort of forget that it was coming up but it just overwhelmed me obviously in so many different ways because it was kind of like oh it was the anniversary of the beginning of the end and it was also that kind of the kind of terror of my body knowing something before my brain caught up with it absolutely and isn't that just grief in a nutshell (laughs) and so much adrenaline I don't think people talk enough about the adrenaline with grief like and there's the adrenaline of like performing and then the adrenaline of living and dying and everything becomes so urgent suddenly There, there must have been so much going on at that time for you it was wild and uh David said to me like oh you know do you want to sit down? Because I was midway through doing the washing up and I was like, no, it actually feels really good to be doing something that's really concrete. And I know, I hate doing the dishes, Anna. Who's like, "Mm, yeah, I really love it. But I was like, no, I need to do this. So it just goes to show grief is that powerful. Um, But I think this series has been, as ever, it's just such a like privilege and an absolute joy to listen to everyone's stories and to I I feel like I've I've met their mums and I feel better for knowing more of these women even if I didn't get to meet them when they're alive I completely agree I actually just before we came on this I, I jotted down a little list and I'm just looking through and thinking like the word that like um the word that comes to me is just rich there was so much rich experience in all of this and like more people just being so generous and I get asked a lot I'm not sure if you do like you know does it bum you out doing the podcast you know are you okay doing it and I'm like often it makes me feel 10 times better than I did before because it's a safe open space and it makes you feel less alone every single episode that we record makes you feel like you're part of something bigger oh god well if that just isn't it that's completely it and I yeah the opposite of bummed out I will feel uplifted and rejuvenated in a really kind of like bittersweet way and I think bittersweet is the flavor of grief is it not because it's just that feeling of like god she's so amazing but also like where where the tense falls but the guests we had I mean in terms of what I came away from with this series was definitely a lot of really top like mum advice like I feel like there were a lot of kind of tips including um uh Glenda Lorna's mum who's saying you know what's the use in worrying it's like a rocking chair you're moving but it doesn't get you anywhere I was like speaking of life-changing like Glenda oh my (laughs) word Um, and um I never turned down a glass of champagne yeah I mean (laughs) that one I like to think I yeah, that that one I've got down pat. Um, Laura, uh, Laura's mum. Uh, I I just have this like I've I've actually been meaning to change the front door of my flat for a really long time, and now I'm like I should get a cardinal red front door because how like I mean it is arresting, is it not? Um, yeah. And I think as well like a lot of the people we've spoken to in this series have turned to like creativity and that's something that's really interesting um you know um or or just have have a lot or their grief has formed their futures you know I was really struck by what Callum was saying you know about how much of what he does on a day-to-day basis is fuel (laughs) in renewable energy is um is fueled by the energy that his mum 
gave him basically and you know how um you know Lorna is writing a book about it and Kath written that gorgeous piece about toxic positivity and Bibi writes a lot about her grief and Maya's poetry collection and Rosie Wilby's comedy and music and like there's just so much um of like fuel that's come out of it and another thing that that, that really struck me about this season as well and not that saying not about last season but the the way that people like I don't know what the right word is it's not like urgency or anything but people are just like living and living as well and as big as they can and doing what they want to do and I think that that's something that comes with grief and being bereaved is that you want to live harder than you ever have before oh completely because you just know without any doubt that it's going to end and that kind of clarity is something that means that it's not as if you know the fear and self-doubt disappears but the volume (laughs) is turned Mm. down significantly to the point where you feel like you can actually do things I definitely felt that personally and I think it's also um the amazing example that these mums set for us as well like I keep thinking about how dynamic like and again not to say that this wasn't the case from the first series but definitely that kind of dynamism like there are lots of really colourful and bright women that we've heard about and how can that not kind of make you want to carry on what what they were up to exactly absolutely just just it was quite it was quite a buoyant season actually wasn't it Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely felt um I just love the word buoyant and I and it made me think of um uh oh hang on, yeah. Um it's because we've had so many caths. Sorry, <laughs> we cut this bit out. But um with um the good doctor, Catherine Kelly mm-hmm. and uh blue spaces and thinking about water and how kind of like that support and that feeling of the water can be very healing. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's like quite uh, regressive or base in terms of like the womb and like uterine and that kind of thing. And again, that sort of that feeling of floating and I guess being supported as well from hearing all of these stories. It's that simultaneous kind of lifting you up. And every yeah, I, I like when I think about this series, I, I think overridingly of laughter definitely because I feel like we fell about a lot hearing about these women we did um I would you say that we are the podcast equivalent of armbands in grief (laughs) of armbands in grief absolutely but I think also the armbands that you don't ever have to take off like I remember that day of like someone being like oh maybe you can be without these now and it's like no maybe a pool noodle because you know how it's like but it's also really fun and you can kind of pick it up whenever you like (laughs) (laughs) your float your fun flotation device in the ocean of grief (laughs) in the ocean of grief is much better than griefy (laughs) armbands I like greasy armbands. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to meet <laughs> greasy armbands. It's fine. You know what? I'm. Um, I can take criticism. It's fine. Um. So what do we want? <laughs> what do we want on season three? Because we're gonna do it. 
oh we absolutely are like we've already got plans haven't we like I'm not gonna say uh (laughs) don't want to jinx anything um what I would really love for season three uh and this isn't saying anything about like you know guests that you and I have been talking about offline I would love to record some episodes in person in a studio together that is what I would really love I can't even imagine the joy that that would bring (laughs) right like to actually be in the same room because I think it's a testament to all of our guests and their mums as to how vividly they come across even with my particularly patchy (laughs) connection um and yet we connect um but to actually sort of do a couple I mean we're going to record what what whatever the weather slash situation and it's lovely to know that we we can just carry on but yeah that would be great because then you know to have a sensible but fun couple of pints afterwards would also be really nice so if you're looking to sponsor us or you work for or at a recording studio genuinely get in touch um, please that would be wonderful yeah we'd we'd have a we'd have a great time and (laughs) you are you are the person I will cross the border into the deep south for and about 100% (laughs) I'm happy to come to you and wouldn't it be nice if I don't know we could meet in person for the first time oh yeah that (laughs) that would not be a given (laughs) oh to have a hug I think I'll cry I think I'll cry I will oh yeah I'm I'm a crier I'll cry tearing up thinking about it let alone what's actually going to happen Anna what would you like from season three I would genuinely like to talk to more men actually to talk Mm -hmm. um you know it's no secret that it can often be more difficult to get um blokes to talk about um grief and mental health and stuff like that but I think the more that we can, um, you know, the more men that we can speak to, the more men might hear it and listen and feel encouraged to speak about their grief, um, which is not to say that any of the other people that we've had haven't been wonderful, but I just think that it's a very, you know, it just, it, it broadens the experience a bit and I think it breaks that taboo so often that men feel about talking about how they feel. So Absolutely. Um, also, yep, in person would be good. I mean, we're slowly, slowly building up to the biggest, best party of all time. So maybe we can do some party planning because we're going to yeah. be allowed to do it soon. There's a lot of balloons I need to blow up. I'm really into party decor. Big oh, yeah. resounding. Oh, oh yeah, I love me some like. I'm really not. <laughs> you know. Oh, great. Just leave it to me because I'm like all about the you know the glittery curtains that you see in like old social clubs. <laughs> mm, love that just absolutely pops for a background uh festivities uh you can sort the canapes because i'm yeah. like i like i like spreading a blini like that i can do but i prefer to be told what to do with the food resounding second for more men i think because and this is how i feel after each series every individual story is like incredibly precious in and of itself but when we are dealing with systemic, statistical, social things, sometimes you just need sheer numbers. And it's not to say that each story isn't, it's worth so much, but sometimes it's like, well, 
in terms of the wall that we need to <laughs> kind of bring down. That's one brick, good, but there's lots more. So if you or someone you know identifies as a man, um, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, what we do say, and actually this is something that we've talked a bit about um, when recording, is that probably from a year onwards, from from the birth of your grief, basically, because it can be so raw and so difficult. I mean, you know, obviously that's a conversation that we'd have with you or with someone, whoever it was, but um, it does seem that that any less, and we might not be able to provide the kind of support that actually we would really like to, especially when we're not really travelling and stuff, etc. I think in person it would be different, perhaps. I think so, and that's something that I think you and I will revise as we go, but I agree, and I think there's something about the concern and the huge duty of care that you and I take very seriously, which is we don't ever want to be seen to be sort of hovering over someone. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, I think sometimes like I, and particularly with the loss of a parent and the loss of your mother, I find I found like I kept coming back to what you said there in terms of the birth of your grief I was like oh, I'm a baby again mm-hmm. and I think you know when babies are about one or after that they start to babble and they start to talk and I think that's it you just have to learn and become fluent in your own grief just even just to to learn how to speak it let alone actually <laughs> form anything coherent um but at the same time we're still you know neither of us are qualified counsellors but something that I found really kind of heartening is that feeling of starting to being able to give back and so people who have sort of messaged me and said my friends lost their mum and I I don't know how to help them would you be up for talking to them I'm like absolutely as I say I'm literally going like yep it sucks from from peer to peer it's it's horrible so we are still you know we're on the social media and we are there to understand. My my social media hours have <laughs> reduced significantly to benefit my own mental health. It doesn't mean that we won't get back to you at some point or that we Absolutely. don't care. I wish I could say the same for me, but um, I'm on Twitter, so you just get me there. Um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Emily. And also a big shout out to producer Chris. Chris! who turned this around so well and so quickly for us and is an absolute mega babe. He's just the best. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. And everyone, just, you know, thanks to Chris as well. Because without him, you, you genuinely would not be listening to it in as beautiful a fashion as it, as it is every yeah. week. It would be definitely slapdash in my case. <laughs> I love the word slapdash. Me too. I will see you soon, Emily. I love you, darling. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Mother of All Losses podcast. This episode was edited in a slightly haphazard manner by me, Anna. Music by Kane Aris, who can be found at Atom Collection 2 on SoundCloud. With huge thanks to Hannah Trevathan. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on the mother of all losses at gmail.com we would love to hear from you until next time take care of yourselves and your grief